Season six of the number one podcast in skateboarding is back. And y'all know ain't a damn thing changed. We still brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Ants hit them with them gunshots. It's Vans, baby. And this week it's all about the Chima 2. It's Chima's second time on the bunt. So, you know, we had to get him on here to give us a little one-two about the brand new technology in his new shoe. So, Chima, what's really good? Oi, mate. Chima here. I'm here to tell Safer B that his favorite technology, the Ultra Kush HD, has been upgraded. Damn, Chima, you serious? Oh, tell us more. Vans Ultra Kush Lite 3D blends the lightweight and responsive feel of the Ultra Kush Lite footbed with a dual density foam surrounded with a molded heel cup for unsurpassed cushioning, board feel, and support. Oh, hell no, Chima. Thanks for blessing the people with that new, new upgraded technology. The Chima 2s are straight fire, and I can't wait to tell the people what's really good and where to get the Chima 2. Holler at your local skate shop today or vans.ca to get yourself a pair. You dig? Vans, off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six, y'all. Drop this shit. It's really official these days. We back in the booth. You know what I'm saying? A lot of shit's popped off since the last time we talked to y'all. The Lakers cleared cap space for two max players. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. Elijah Burrell joined. Fucking awesome. Chima Ferguson dropped another pro shoe. <laughs> Where to begin, man? We got a lot to get into this week. D Jones. You ready to pop this shit back off for the next three months? Buds, we're back in the booth and ready to fire it up hotter than ever. But it's good to know that you think Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl is equal to Elijah Bro getting on fucking awesome, you know? Hey, we skaters, man. That's the real news around here. 1A and 1B. Congrats to Big Dick Nick, but we'll get into that in a bit. Me and the Ghost are back. Had a little vacation R&R down on the beach. We also went to a Bills game back in December, officially joined the Bills Mafia, and I think we're better people for it, man. Yeah, many uh, happy buzzes. You know, Christmas was great. Hope hope you guys had a, a wonderful Christmas or whatever you celebrate, and happy new year, you know what I'm saying? So we are fresh back from the Big Apple, New York City. Y'all know who we are. I'm D. Jones, he's the ghost. We took Rance One on the road, oh, and the people of New York, We'll never forget him, man. <laughs> like we always say, there's a reason we keep him behind the scenes. But that nigga got unleashed in New York. <laughs> unleashed? you damn right I got unleashed. Fucking Ants 1, baby. A.K.A. Chance 1. A.K.A. Yo, what's good? Jenkins Mag, Data Skater. Holla at your boy. I'm out here. You know where to find me, eh? It's a cool thing. Still. It was a wonderful time. Shouts to Vans, yo. So my dog, I think the people already know what we got popping this week. Oh, you know, finally met my long lost brother, Chima. Yeah, I'm saying I'm a little bit fatter than him in person, which was disappointing. But uh, it was it was good times. It was epic. 
got a little interview popping for y'all today with uh with chima himself so brace yourselves then it's on to the post office you know we can never forget the people answering all those questions there's a backlog in the gmail right now so we're gonna try and get to all of you and then it's on to the rundown we weren't on air for the super bowl thank god because big dick nick made himself a legend and uh save has been letting me hear about it so don't you worry about that we're gonna get into the Cavs, new look squad and the raptors coasting in the east right now the mid-range maven demar derozan is the real deal and uh sky's the limit for them until they potentially make the the finals that is as always make sure to follow us on instagram at the bunt live like us on facebook at the bunt keep sending in them emails to the bunt live at gmail.com and man we got the hottest website in the game and you know in just a few weeks we're going to be dropping some fresh clothes so keep your eyes peeled thebuntlive.com new clothes coming soon interviews weekly popping and yo we got big news remember last season when a lovely listener hit us up asking us to put it on asked us to put the podcast on more platforms well yo we had to answer the bell the bunt is now officially on TuneIn, stitcher and google play so if you got an android or you're having a hard time streaming or whatever just holler at one of them things i think you can download and save it whatever you need we got you over here at the bunt you dig all right that's enough from us let's get this interview popping d jones grab the steam whistles it's time for the only buzz We got Chima live from House of Vans, Brooklyn. What's poppin', baby? Still with a lot of jet lag at the moment. Yeah, man. Long <laughs> trip from Australia over here. Yep, indeed. So, Chima, it's been a year about since we last talked. Mm-hmm. What's new with you? What's happening? What's poppin'? Uh, basically, flying around the world for the release of this shoe. Not getting a lot of sleep doing so. <laughs> um Wrapping up a Vans project that I just filmed with uh, Tyson over the past year or so. Oh, shit. And that's coming out April 2nd, so we've got around about like two weeks from now left to film for it. It's banger time, yo. You need your sleep, dude. Yeah, exactly. They flying you around the world. Like, let this man get some (laughs) clips, yo. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So is it kind of annoying having your doppelganger being just as, if not more famous than yourself? (laughs) My man Safer right here. How do you deal with that? I don't know. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit jealous. I think (laughs) (laughs) you do look a lot more like me than I do today. (laughs) It's a little more lively in his Chima kit. More Chima than Chima. I got the Chima twos on. You know what I'm saying? You know how we do it. Head to toe Chima right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's proper. I saw him uh, hanging around the van store in New York signing autographs (laughs) pretending he was you, man. (laughs) Hey, got a couple phone numbers, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Never hurts. Yeah, you can always take that peep for me. <laughs> Down with that. Yeah, hey, you're a married man, so yeah. I'll take all the groupies, you know what I'm saying? There you go. <laughs> I'm sure your wifey will be happy to hear that. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> let's cut that. Uh, strike that from the tape, ants. Yeah. You know what to do. So we're all here in, in New York celebrating your second shoe. Congrats again. Oh, thank you. Uh, tell us a bit about the shoe and uh, the inspiration behind it. 
Well, basically, it's uh, it's a lot different than my first shoe. I think it looks more like a skate shoe than the first one. It's got uh, the Ultra Kush Light 3D footbed, Ooh, which is a new sounds thing. Sounds tech. Yeah, it's taken me a while to remember how to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's basically just mainly for me. I don't really get too far into the tech side of skating. If something looks good, then I'm down for it, and they look good. So I think that's all that really matters to me. Hell yeah clean low cut yeah mm. this is definitely a little more tech than your last one the last yeah. one was straight chilling man yeah the last one was kind of based off like an authentic and then this one is a i guess a mix of yeah i don't know it looks a little bit like i can't remember those a few years ago jeff had a van shoe that was out i don't yeah. know one of the many that he's had or whatever but it looks a little similar to that but yeah basically having a side stripe something different for me on a van shoe so so you happy with how it came out then? Yeah, most definitely. Hell yeah. Very so stoked. you're saying I can back three with these babies on? I don't know about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd say most definitely. All right, let's, let's give it a whirl after yeah. this. So you just talked about it a little bit. Coinciding with your new shoe is a new Vans video project. You mm -hmm. told us about last time you were on the show. Can you leak anything for us, man? Uh, I can't get into specifics about tricks or anything like that. Um, it's basically just going to be like uh, Kyle and Elijah's video part. Like me and Tyson are going to split up a part and then there'll also be just like a montage of everyone else that's on Vans. And we don't have a name for it yet, so you got to think about that also. The Safe of B <laughs> fucking instant classic Vans video. I'm sure. Is that Hopefully. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Yo, Sounds about right. What's good with that guest trick, yo? Send it on over. I got... Wait, you skate regs? Yeah. Hey, yo. You goofy? No, I'm regs. Oh, you're regular as well? I was going to say it could be like... Oh, I could get you some switch bangs. Yeah, exactly, regs. yeah. Any tricks you missing? Anything you're not too good at? Maybe the ghost could slide in there? Uh, Help you out a bit? Can you front crook? Nope. Fuck no. Wait. <laughs> well, I can, but not... Like, <laughs> well, not, you're going to say not, no, not but because level. I said it, you're going to take offense to that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe like some rail tricks or something. Rails have never really been my sweet spot, so. Says the guy who switched back lips yeah. handrails. Yeah, I get. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, that's like my go-to, like a switch front board. Switch back tail switch and handrails. Switch back tail. True, true, true. But yeah, true, I still true. have never crooked grinded a rail in my life. Never Yo, done. Yo, me neither. Yeah. That's I don't think I'm gonna start anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, those front trick ones are a yeah. little sketchy, man. Mm -hmm. Alling onto a rail and hoping for the pinches. Yeah. It's a coin toss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're living in a PC, you know, ultra-sensitive world, and the skate the skate industry has followed suit. Yeah. Uh, you're one of the real ones out there. Uh, why do you think the skate industry is so soft these days and everyone's all buddy-buddy and no one... There's no more, you know, Gershon Mosley's punching Reynolds in the face. Yeah. What happened to the good old days? Uh, I don't know. I think it's probably got a lot to do with the internet, how public everything is. And back in the day, you know, when something happened, it'd take months for the news to get out or something like that. But when something yeah. happens now, it's like on Instagram in two minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I guess skateboarding is a lot more corporate these days, which brings with it everyone having to be a lot nicer and <laughs> show a lovely image. But at the same time, you still do have some real ones out there slapping people and doing <laughs> things like that. <laughs> There's yeah. a couple, man. That's for sure. Man, it's true, though. Instagram has changed everything. You can't do anything 
nowadays without it being filmed. Yeah. It's immediately on the internet. First thing that came to mind when you brought that up was Clint fighting that bum in, in France, I think it was. No oh, one yeah. knows the story of what happened, but you just see him beating up a bum, and everybody has their own voice on Instagram now yeah. to say whatever they want. It's yeah. tough to get away with things now, man. That's kind of like a a cowardly thing, I guess, where people just hide behind the Instagram or whatever. Oh, yeah. And if, obviously, if it was in real life, people wouldn't be saying the same kind of shit. Yeah. Not too many real ones out there. We had yeah. uh, Feedback Ted, you know, Ted yeah. Barrow from New York. Uh -huh. He came out. At the live show of Maxfish yesterday, yeah. <laughs> he, he, you Had know, a couple things to say. The crowd wasn't too wasn't too easy yeah. on him, but he's a man that speaks his mind and puts it out there every day. So you gotta respect it. Yeah, most definitely. He's doing. He's keeping it real. I'd say. Ted's the boss. Yeah, you you submitted a couple of clips. Yeah, I was hoping that he would actually talk a little bit of shit, but he didn't really have anything to say. So. Soft, Ted, you're soft. No, yeah. he had something planned for last night. That's why yeah. we organized to bring yeah. him out on the show because he's a good friend of the show. But yeah. Ted sends his love, man. He yeah. likes to shoot. I think he, he might be there tonight. So I hope so, man. Yeah, a true New York legend, the Margarita God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we've seen a couple Instagram posts about the upcoming season of King of the Road mm -hmm. on your feed. Tell oh. us a little bit about the experience being a part of filming for the show. I definitely say I would not ever do it again. What? Because it was <laughs> very stressful on my uh, my physical state and my mental state. I think for maybe about two weeks after it, I got home and then I'd seriously like wake up in the morning and be like, "Fuck! Like, what are we doing? Like, oh, you know, all shit. sorts of weird shit like that." But I'd say it was definitely an interesting experience, to say the least. Being handcuffed to two other people. While one of those guys is taking his shit <laughs> in the chimney. Who was in the middle? Uh, Zion. Oh, that's I was on the, the worst left. spot. Zion's in the middle, and Robbie Brockle was on the right. They and had to go in and up it and make it three people this season. Eh? Yeah. Holy I think next fuck. year they might do something where, like, they'll get two people and, like, handcuff each of their arms so they're looking at each other <laughs> and do that for, like, 24 hours or something. Okay, wait, wait. Who, who took his shit? Robbie Brockle. <laughs> yeah. That's a big shit right there. That's yeah. a big dude. I mean, when that comes out, you'll see me with my face covered by my hoodie just because it was <laughs> definitely a low point in my life. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, my yeah. God. That's a, yeah, how did you get stuck? They should have put, like, some amps, like, handcuffed together for that shit or something. Well, when the challenge came through, it was like you could either handcuff two people and you'd get a certain amount of points for the challenges you had to do but if you did three you got way more points so it was like fuck it a no-brainer to <laughs> handcuff three people and the way we decided to do it was uh kyle walker and jack olsen had to do doubles on a kink rail and obviously i wasn't gonna jump on a kink rail so we're like all right us three have to be handcuffed oh, while okay they okay all right uh, strategic yeah fuck that sucks though. yeah no nah, it was really bad <laughs> Robbie, man, that's yeah. a friend of the show. We had him on last season. You yeah. couldn't hold it in, B. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> How are you gonna put Chima and Zion in a chimney? That? Yeah, it was really, really strange. Explain that. I don't know. It was, I don't know how many points it was for, but it was just like in the book, one of those odd challenges, like take a shit in a chimney, and it just so happened to be that some girl that we met at a skate park ended up hitting up Kyle. I think he put it on his story, like, if anyone has a chimney we can shit in, like, 
hit us back. And then he, then this girl hit him back and was like, you can come over to like my brother's girlfriend's like mother's house. Oh, great. And you can take a shit in the chimney if you want. And we all just happened to be handcuffed at that moment. So that's so how So like in down. the fireplace or on the roof? On the roof. Drop down the chimney. Uh, they put like a bag inside the <laughs> chimney so it uh, wouldn't actually like... Go all the way. Yeah, because we were looking like we were going to think about... We were thinking about just going to like a... Like an abandoned house or yeah. like a new house and doing it. And then this girl hit us back. So we went over there and... He took Damn, a little shows to her. Oh, he took a little pebble in the uh, in the chimney. <laughs> all handcuffed. Probably talk. a big pebble from yeah. that. Yeah. No, nah, he actually. It was really strange for Robbie. I mean, he eats kind of crazy, but it was literally like just a, a little, oh, yeah, a little a rabbit, a shit. little stress shit. Yeah. yeah. Just had uh, to get something. Yeah, out. something had to come out. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So had you been on King of the Road before? Before it was on Vice? Nah, never. Oh, yeah. so this is a new experience all in all. Yeah, I think it's just changed a lot because... It used to be like so long, the trip would be like across yeah, the country, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Was yours similar to last year where it just went up and down the West Coast? Yeah, we just, we started in, I think we did Nevada, California, and uh, Arizona. Okay, so, and yeah, it's it was, really crammed together, eh? Like the time yeah, exactly. frames a lot so quicker? Yeah, exactly. I think the maximum amount of time we spent in one city might have been two days or something like that. Yeah, so you so get your challenges, quick. you do those, and the next day you're normally like out on your way somewhere else. Yeah. That's hectic. First and last time? Yeah. I. There was like honestly one point where like I think, I mean, it wasn't that bad because I got handcuffed like three days into the trip and that was the worst part of it. So yeah. I was like as long as... I don't have to be handcuffed again. Yeah. I'm fine with whatever gets thrown at us. Looking back, do you wish you did the, the kink rail instead? Yeah, I definitely would have rather... <laughs> I would have taken a sacking or whatever to not be handcuffed and... Fuck. Yeah. Climbing on a roof with Robbie taking his shit. Yeah, it was... I had a like almost like an epiphany where I was just like, what am I really doing right now? Uh, you're like, I'm about to have a second shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Because I man, think it's just, like <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, I think because it's on Vice now, it's got such a public audience for people that don't skate. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff it in there that crazier. has nothing to do with skating. It's just like, yeah. oh, taking a shit <laughs> in a chimney <laughs> or whatever, you know, yeah. Because I think like last year they, they had the weird one where I was like, shit into a shoe in a tree or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, that's totally that. just like for, off a tree. Yeah. Into the shoe. Remember that yeah. one? No, I, I only watched like one episode and like they had to climb it off of, on a branch and shit down into a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> like off topic there. It's so yeah. strange. <laughs> yeah. The holidays have come and passed. And over here at the Bunt, we hope the people got everything on their bricks and wish list. Cause you know we did and we are looking flyer than ever in that Brixton winter collection. But for 2018, they've got something planned that we've never seen before. Brace yourselves for the Brixton Union Collection, a new line of limited edition products designed in collaboration with Brixton ambassadors, Brad Cromer, Christian Malouf, and Dolan Stearns. Brixton's ambassadors have always been a major source of inspiration and now they're excited to bring their design ideas to life. So get over to Brixton.com and check out the Union Collection. 
So the Birdhouse team and most importantly Clint Walker were public enemy number one for the last couple seasons. Yeah. Who took their spot this year? Um, I'd say all of us got along really well because it was like element and foundation. Yeah. And there was no like, I mean, obviously, you know, you at the meetups and all that, you like focus someone else's board and all that kind of stuff. But I think the Birdhouse team was a little bit more like jockish the way they went about everything and they're quite serious where yeah. I mean obviously you want to win it but I'm not going to no, take really it they really wanted to win yeah. yeah like everyone wants to win it but I'm not going to like fuck, fuck over spot. like my relationship with my friends or whatever just to like mm-hmm. win this contest or whatever yeah you're not trying to fuck like yeah Tyson's your teammate yeah exactly but then he's on element so you're not yeah, yeah. You're and not then we, with your board. we set up like all this wood <laughs> at some rail and then the element team showed up and like we let him skate with us or whatever you know yeah, on yeah. the setup. So it was all it was all in good fun. It's part of that PC, everyone yeah. loves each other these days. Yeah, <laughs> that's all good. Um, <clears throat> so okay, we got a random story from way back in the day. Uh, it might have been your. F- it was definitely James Hardy's first real trip. Might have been yours to Canada. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us about a hooker fight that you saw yeah. in Toronto back in the day? Yeah, so I think, I can't remember if we, I think we were up in the hotel and I just heard a bunch of commotion and then I looked down and I didn't know that it was like like that around wherever we were staying at. Yeah, yeah, and I guess, a- yeah, we looked out and there was just like some hookers just going at it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a famous place like Hooker Harvey's. Because I don't know if you heard this story, but I actually came up to your guys' van. I was in grade 11 or something. Yeah. And, like, tried to make a joke, and, like, everyone just gave me a cold stare, and I walked away in shame. <laughs> Tell them the joke. <laughs> Let's hear the joke again. Well, I knew it was the real team, and Damian Bravo was in there, and I, yeah. I tried to say the grip tape line from that promo you guys had. I was like, always from the top, son. Son, never from the bottom, yeah. son. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. said that into the van, and everyone just looked at me and then looked away, and I just <laughs> yeah. walked away. Like it was, I was like fucking 15 or 16. You've been yeah. getting crickets for, for a long time now. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, there's a, a famous Harvey's around the corner from there, Hooker Harvey's. So yeah. wasn't surprised to hear that you guys witnessed some, some Hooker drama yeah. next to my high school. Definitely interesting. Uh, were you hyped on uh, Canada after <laughs> After that trip, yeah, I was. I've always, I've only been, I've only been there a few times. But how old was I? I was fifteen back then. But yeah, no, it was a good time. The spots were good, and it was before I used to party, so I wouldn't say I really experienced any nightlife or anything like that. But no, no hooker experiences. Yeah, for you. but Not as a like fifteen, yeah. <laughs> but as a fifteen-year-old kid, you know, anywhere you get to skate is good, and yeah, now I'm back in it. We knew all the hookers back then. We used to, just we drive used to, around we used and to skate all. all night and then yeah. like drive around before we went home and just look at all the hookers. Like It's in an our, interesting life. In our team, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> there was OG Black. There was the oh, dancer. Yeah, OG Black. She had wow, the so biggest booty. From, like, we would first just name basis. We would oh, give yeah. them names. Sometimes yeah. we'd ask them like, yo, how much? And then they'd like tell us their prices and we'd drive off. As kids. Yeah. Like, oh, pull, fuck. pull up with like yeah. five guys. And but there was one five that 16 was, year olds in yeah. a car. Like, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> OG black out of fat ass. Yeah. Oh, and man. anybody who's heard of the dancer, you know, you knew to stay away. <laughs> so Dan Liu told us about a time you guys, the van squad was down in South America and you had a particularly interesting thing to say on live TV. You remember this one? ESPN interview. 
Oh, uh, yeah. It was like, I think we just got to, we were in Chile, I think. And we showed up and like, we all came down to like go for a swim because we weren't doing anything that day. And then there was just like all this like, like 20 people from like all these media companies and they were like... For Hugo's? Yeah, it was like <laughs> That's crazy. really strange. It's how it like happens in South America. It's so strange. But um, yeah, we ended up just getting completely wasted and going swimming and then like doing these interviews. And then I think they were like, hey, tell everyone about like the upcoming demo. And I was just so drunk and I was just like, yo, motherfuckers come to like Parco Higgins at three o'clock motherfuckers better turn up we're gonna do a demo it's gonna be awesome and it's funny the video is like out there somewhere and it's got like subtitles below it and they're obviously not they obviously don't match whatever I was saying yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it was really funny oh we gotta find that yeah was on YouTube I think yeah it'd have to be on YouTube somewhere I just maybe type in like fans skate 2000 12 like tour or whatever chili i don't know because i remember i looked it up and like sent dan lu like a screen grab of it it's uh, funny it comes back up every so often that's sick yeah live tv no fucks given yeah <laughs> turn up so uh we've heard about a certain someone who likes to punch you in the face every time they see you i don't know if it's still going on but what's that story about someone oh no it's not every time i was just I wouldn't say every time, but there was this one time that we were in Melbourne for a uh, the propeller tour or whatever. Right. And it was like one of Callum Paul's friends who was like talking shit. And then he just decided to like sneak up and roundhouse me real quick. Damn. And then he walked off and then I was just like, all right, whatever. And then I think... Dan Liu and Kyle ended up seeing the dude like in an alleyway, so they like fucked him up. <laughs> what? <laughs> like Kyle like palmed him in the face. I think he like broke his nose or something. Damn, Damn you always bro. hear about that move. Yeah. The palm like, to the <laughs> nose. Yeah. Actually, Kyle Walker's out on the streets dropping that. Yeah. The boy's got your back, eh? Yeah. So the man. It sounds like there's some Australian beef that like maybe we don't really know about in North America. Some some little tensions back home. Uh, I think clicks. Yeah, I mean, there's always, like, shit-talking between people in Sydney and Melbourne or whatever. Nothing too serious, but... <laughs> hey, well, mans are getting punched, yo. Yeah, I don't know. I think Callum... I think everyone has a problem with Callum. He's just a shit-talker, and... I don't know. I get along with him, but... <laughs> so I what's up with the homie? You don't want no retribution for yourself? No, I, I mean... the boys took care of it. Yeah, Kyle took care of it pretty well, so I'd say he got his in the end. Damn, yo. So I'd say we're pretty even... With that now. Yeah, watch yourself, B. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna fucking put hands on my bro? Yeah. The van squad's coming. Yeah. Yeah. You get a palming. We twins, yo. I got a problem now. <laughs> when you, you better, get punched you in the face, I feel it. I feel it over here, B. Yeah, they might think you're me and you might get <laughs> you hit. You might get a quick roundhouse. Yeah. You go around in all that Chima gear, man. <laughs> so how'd you feel about this year's Sodi pick? And, uh... If you didn't choose him, who would you have chosen? Um, I'd say I definitely would have chose Louis. Louis. Just because he's a legend. I think, obviously, Jamie Foy had, like, an amazing year and all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. it's, like, he's so new to it. And he's going to have more years like 10 this. more years exactly like that. Yeah. But then I think this was, like, Louis's year. Like, he had so much momentum. He had the video part. He had, like, a cover, all that kind of stuff. And I think... 
it would have made that would have been more like the the people's choice or like it was a tough year because yeah you're you're in the louis camp like we thought tiago should have won yeah and then yeah i feel like i feel like jamie foy was out of nowhere jamie man. foy I was it random would be as louis fuck. Yeah. or tiago yeah. i think yeah. it was just yeah he had an incredible year and he like he did everything you're supposed to to get a soddy thing but yeah not saying louis won't have another year like that but i think it was i mean i would have been stoked on that but yeah mm-hmm. yeah tiago louis was my second choice too i think if yeah. it wasn't going to be tiago but yeah. yeah i think king of the road had a lot to play into jamie foy winning man yeah i mean he did fuck shit up like the part yeah. that came out after it was announced was like pretty savage but yeah but yeah, know. next year he's probably going to do the same shit all over again. <laughs> yeah. and like, you know. But like you said about Louis, I feel the same way about Tiago. Tiago's like the oldest of them, so it's the least likely he'll have another yeah. year like that. Yeah, and he exactly. Shit on skating hard yeah. last year. The people's champ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Yeah. So what's next for Chima? Uh, I'm flying to Korea tomorrow. That's going to be very draining. <laughs> be good once I get there, though. Um, yeah, just doing this shoe release. Uh, gonna go back to the states next month for like a premiere tour of the video part or the video that we're putting out. Jesus, man! And then uh, I don't know. I've always wanted to film a part, like basically just in Sydney. So I think mm-hmm. after this, I should have a bit of time. So I'll probably get to working on that. Oh uh, yeah. Well, congrats on the second shoe, man. Came thank out you very great. Much and uh, all the best, dog. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost B. And this week, we brought to you by Good News Skate Shop. You dig? It's skater owned and run. And Good News stocks premium skate goods and doesn't waste your time with that whack shit. You dig what I'm saying? Hit them up at goodnewsskateshop.com. The website's live these days. It's the best place to get your hands on brands like Isle, Polar, Quasi, and Welcome. And you know what? You got a special Bunt promo code you can use to get 20% off for the next week. So get there while you can with promo code THEBUNT20. You dig I'm saying? That's THEBUNT20. GoodNewsSkateShop.com. Let's make it pop, boys and girls. All right, yo. Let's get that rapid fire round two popping. Remixed it a bit. Let's get it, B. Yes, sir. Favorite Aussie skater? Uh, JK's favorite Aussie video. Uh, there was a video. I don't know if you guys would have ever seen it, but it's called Play, from like 2001. That one of Dustin's homies made. You should look it up. It's actually a really good video. Check it out. Definitely. Dustin had a great part in that. Uh, favorite Aussie style? Probably JK's actually. Favorite filmer? Uh, Cody Green. Favorite photographer? Andrew Mapstone. Favorite skate mag? Thrasher. Bible. Yep. Best trick you've ever done that wasn't caught on film? I wouldn't say it was the best trick, but this one time I got like really stoned and went to the skate park. I was just like, I'm going to try and nolly heel crook the hubba for no apparent reason. Did it, and then I was just like, oh, that was really strange, and I just went home. It's like the only <laughs> trick I did all day. Sick. Yeah. I like that. What would you be doing if you never started skating? Uh, probably a lot of no good. Probably still be in Villawood. 
<laughs> with all the other lowlifes. <laughs> Probably smoking a bong in a room with a sheet as a door. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Little trap house. Skating yeah. saved you, baby. Yeah. What's the one trick that got away? Uh... I tried to switch back heel and a switch backside flip at Carl's bed like Ooh. seven different times. Fuck. Yeah. I think I snapped like 29 boards there or something like that. Back in the day? Or like yeah, when this was, was like... When they announced it was getting shut down. Oh, no. This is like 2006. Oh, fuck. Ooh. So it would have been like groundbreaking at the time. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, fuck. that sucks. What's the last new trick you learned? Switch pop shove 5 back 180. Ooh. Oh, hell no. Yeah. You want that one. Respect. I've tried that one. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's real hard. Who's your Sodi 2018 pick? It's early, so it's if you if yeah. you can predict it now, you're a genius. Oh, I'm trying to think. What videos are coming out this year? Yours and Tyson's, man. Oh, is this Chima's year? <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely not. I um, can do some appearances for you in Canada. <laughs> Who knows? Jake Hayes, maybe. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay. Underdog. Yeah. Can make a movie about the underdog yeah, story. Let's make it Chima's year. Everything <laughs> I do, I'll, I'll give you. So we have like two people. I'm sure yeah. he needs what you're doing. Yeah, trust me. Sure switch go. front shoves on flat. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> uh, all right. It's been a year since the, the gunshots. Let's see if they changed up a bit from last time. Yeah. Worst teammate ever. <laughs> um... Raymond Molina. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Worst company. Uh, you know, I'm going to say like penny skateboards or whatever. Yeah. Shitty little plastic ones. <laughs> cruisers. Me off, yeah. yeah. Worst trend. Hopping around, like no comply, like. The dancing. People yeah. do like, like a front shove and like land with one foot on the ledge and then. Yeah, do like yeah, a big spin. I don't out. even know what to call that. I don't even know. Uh, I don't even want to still acknowledge a dusty it. trend in yeah. 2018. Yeah, it's Safe weird. has been working on those. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. All right, man. That's a wrap. You wrap. It's a pleasure. Perfect. Maybe we'll get you on uh, a third time next year for the hat trick. <laughs> Most definitely. Chima three. Yeah. Episode three, man. Trifecta. Hell yeah! Thanks, uh, yeah. Chima. Nah, thank you guys. It's Turn gonna be up. called the Safe of Three, but and I want a part part of that fucking check, dude. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Let me get, let me get the, the Canadian profits. All right. You know what I'm saying? I'll do the, I'll do the appearances. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs>It is time for the first post office of season six. Brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. And man, the only thing more backlogged than our Gmail account has got to be the stance orders on the brand new Street Fighter collection. They have released three brand new socks, the Street Fighter 2, Guile vs. Blanca, and Ryu vs. Ken. So make sure you get down to your local skate shop before they're all gone. And now there's only one thing left to do. Fight! You've got mail. All right, y'all. First up, we got an email from Devin Moschiati. Hopefully I said that right. What's up, boys? First up, do you guys have full-time jobs? And if so, what do you do? We definitely both work, safe as a PA, for some films and commercials, and I work at the beer store here in Toronto. And he has another question here. How did Safe become the ghost 
who made up the nickname, and please don't tell me that he did. Yeah, don't hate on the kid for coming up with genius nicknames. No, it wasn't some crazy alter ego when it first started. I was addicted to Counter-Strike in high school. First person shooter, nerd of pain, you know what I'm saying? Soldier of fortune. And my name was always the ghost because I used to come up on Nigis from behind, snipe them in the head, and they never knew where it came from, you know what I'm saying? Ghost-like activities, and it just stuck. And then he finishes it up with, season five might have been the best yet. Congrats. Excited to hear what's next. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, bro. That's a real one right there. Season six about to... (laughs) Are you okay? Season six about to burn the roof off the barner. (laughs) Burn the roof off the barner. Yeah. He's uh, in mid-season form already, people. Too many steamies already. Uh, All right. Next up, we got an email from Nicholas Harvey. Hey, guys. I was wondering if you could tell me what the track is that's playing in the Brixton ad during the Alex Olsen episode. Love the show. Cheers, Nick. Hey, yo, let me hop in here real quick. Yo, Nick, glad you're liking the music, man. That beat specifically is actually an instrumental for an artist that I work with and one of the fucking most talented Toronto MCs right now, Shaolin. That track is called What's the Word? It's the second track off the mixtape, The Monk Volume 3, and you can go peep that on iTunes or Spotify. Definitely go peep that album. I was actually giving away some of the hard copies at the Vans party. Some of y'all got some. Hey, respect to everybody who came out. And uh, yeah, man, go check that album out. Pure Fire, Old School Boom Bap, Shaolin. Let's go. Oh, and also, side note. Shaolin is actually the dude saying it's a cool ting still. It's a cool ting still. All our tracks are made by none other than Ants One behind the scenes. He produces his own beats and all our music because he's a real one and a jack of all trades. If you want to holler at him about beats, using beats, any questions about his music, hit him up at kwucreative.info at gmail.com. It's a cool ting still. Next up, we got an email from Connor K. Yo, what's cracking, Bunt Kings? Mad props and shouts out from NorCal still. I gotta be honest, I hated your show the first time I heard it. Then something clicked, and y'all my favorite podcast niggas for sure. You smell me? My man, he came around. He got used to the ghost. Oh, yeah, like I'm the one turning man's off? It's... I believe so, Doug. Oh, hell no. First question. I notice in my skate crew that everybody is either better at shove it tricks that scoop backwards, like switch front shoves, back bigs, while others are better at the ones that scoop forwards, front shoves and such. What is the preference for both of you, scoop forward or scoop backward? I'm scooping backwards all day, man. Front shoves are a goddamn train wreck when I'm out there. Same. Pop shoves all day, but I can't big... I suck at anything more... Like, I can't do any big spins, any stance. Fakey? Barely. Oh, I could do a nolly big spins. Dude, front big spin is actually the hardest trick. <clears throat> never done a single, insane. never done one front big spin that was proper in Not my even life. Like indoor, nice skate park ground, you get slide it out. No, I've only done like front shove, nose manny, 180. Yeah, count it. Pop shoves all day, every stance, but yeah. switch front shoves, I can kind of do. That's the one. But regular front shoves are fucking impossible for me. Yeah, switch front shoves. Uh, second question is, if you had to host a bunt with a different co-host, who would it be? It'd be dope to hear which skater you'd pick and which non-skater. That's an amazing question right there. I love it. Got us cracking up over here. I would take, as a skater, I would take Chad Dixon, because me and him 
just be laughing nonstop, and it'd be it'd be jokes, it'd be fun. Yeah, I don't think you guys would get any sort of pro- anything productive done, but it would definitely be worth a laugh, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I'd probably go with DGK Wade. Me and him are pretty close, and when we get going on each other, it doesn't really stop. So that's what you want—a good little back and forth, some camaraderie. So I'd go with Wade. I mean, he's, he'd probably never wake up early enough to do an episode, but it's my dog. And uh, homie's on a good tip these days. Yeah. Health, right. prosperity. Two months, man. Two months. In. We'll see. <laughs> as far as non-skater, I would go with none other than G Monetti, G Moody. Last name rhymes with duty from <laughs> Michael Rappaport's podcast. If you listen to him, you know he's the funniest co-host in the world. And then I would obviously go with Michael Rappaport, the host of that show. This man has actually lost his damn mind. <laughs> I hope for his sake that he turns it off a little bit when he's home around his wife and kids because he, he just goes nonstop. Me and him created a bond in the fantasy football finals. I was dying a slow death on that Christmas night, and so was Michael Rappaport. But luckily for me, he was live streaming himself completely lucid on his couch so it made me feel a little bit better and know that uh there's someone else out there that takes this shit as serious as i do hey speak of the devil talking about rap you've got his book on your table here we love you up here in canada mike rap yeah we gotta link up one day this book has balls let's break bread yo we should we should do sick fuck of the week in the skate world (laughs) we could move on to that there's probably not enough though but hey, it could be sick fuck of the month or whatever. Whenever we think of some sick fuck out there, we'll let you know. Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> Thanks for that email, yo. Was, those were good questions, You man. just created a new segment. Sick fuck of the week. This week, it's Ants 1. You get number one honors. You sick fuck you. <laughs> uh, we'll keep it between uh, the New York squad, but you're definitely a sick fuck. All right, moving on. We got an email from Benjamin Strauss. The Bunt. None of my friends who skate watch the NBA, so I'm in a constant separation of my two favorite things. Having the Bunt in my life fills a social void that combines two of my obsessions. Truly grateful for you guys. Yo, hell yeah, B. Being from Sacramento, I have to ask, favorite Sacramento skater of all time and favorite Sacramento king of all time. Here at The Bunt, we pride ourselves on doing absolutely no research. Everything here is off top, and uh, coming up with some Sacramento skaters was not easy, man. But I'm going to go with Beeble. I know he ain't exactly from Sacramento, but he rap, he, uh, he reps the shit out of it, so that's my pick right there. Beebs, baby. Yeah, Janowski's mine, even though he's also not born from there. I don't know who's actually born there, but you guys can consider Janowski a Sacramento skater, right? He, he did some of his best skating there over the years. <clears throat> as far as the Kings go, I got to go with C-Webb. Love Chris Webber. Uh, I was a kid when they were dominating, and I'm a Lakers fan, so, you know, <laughs> I kind of like Chris Webber more after his playing career uh, at TNT. Fucking love him. Actually, you know what? Let me change my answer. Favorite Sacramento King, Vladi Divac, for tipping that ball out to Robert Ori for three lakers championship baby how would you do that man the guy's nice enough to send us an email you probably bring up the worst memory in the franchise's history (laughs) but uh i'm a fairly new fan of the nba so i don't know the the history of the sacramento kings other than they don't ever win anything (laughs) but i'm gonna go with boogie cousins because he's a real one they should have never let him go but they had to 
And then I also got some love for, for Jason Williams, white chocolate. Been trying to get that behind the back off the elbow pass my whole life. And <laughs> still ain't there. Real shit. All right, next up, we got an email from Evan Kiso. What's good, Safa and Donald? This is Evan Kiso from Denver. Stoked for season six to be coming out soon. Got a question for y'all. Where's Mike Henry with the footy chat? Is it because mine's team's not hot? Jokes aside, missing that little piece in the rundown. Yo, Mike Henry, my bad, B. I forgot to fucking put you in there. That's completely (laughs) my bad. But we gonna bring him back. Maybe not this episode. Depends how quickly we can reach out and he can deliver the goods. But uh, we love us some Mike Henry. P.S. Have you guys seen the Penches Munch? feel like you guys would love it. I have no clue what that is. But you sent a, a YouTube link. We'll check it out. Definitely going at Mike Henry back in the mix for season six. Miss you, big dog. Next up, we got an email from Wally. Nothing wrong with fantasy sports. However, you guys should be playing DFS. Traditional fantasy is whack. Yeah, that's some real talk. I tried some DFS for a little bit, but... I like to really work with my team, man. It takes a while to build your team over the season. You can really gain an edge making trades, picking up free agents. I think it's more about the long haul rather than just a new squad every night, man. I'm down to dabble with DFS. I never have, but I'll never turn my back on <laughs> season long, man. That's some real shit. That's it's where like, the real ones is made. Exactly. That's the real knowledge. It's not a one fucking week fluke. And uh, you really start to feel a bond with Nigis, you know what I'm saying? Kareem Hunt is like basically my son. Yeah, and I got I got twins this this season in fantasy basketball by the name of Donovan Mitchell and Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> Do the research on that. All right, next up, we got an email from Shane Vernon. Hey, guys, first off, shout out to the Beaster for introducing me to the bunt. Only been listening for a couple months, and I'm now backtracking in between new episodes. Listen to the Dixon episode most recently, and that intro killed me. It's a new dawn. It's a new safe. <laughs> I don't remember that. But y'all just cracking me up. Anyways, I'm interested in hearing some past stories. I seen a Scotia security guard bailed chasing us down the nine. Pedestrians laughed and all. Wasn't bad. He didn't injure himself, so just comedy. Also, that backside flip, lost clip, no doubt hurts. Me and friends got a clip there. And we were checking the footy outside when a cop comes out running for us. So we take off and my bro messes up throwing down his board and had to run. And he was probably like 15. So this adult cop is catching up to him and he shrieks for help. So I kicked my board back to him and the cop didn't stand a chance. It was a great accomplishment in my books. Well, sorry for the novel. Love the bunt. Damn. Oh, no worries, B. That's an epic. Uh... Those are some big time memories, man. We obviously have spent endless hours in the path. So we got our fair share, our uh, our fair share of stories for sure. I'm trying to keep it pod related to Safa, you know, endless Safa memories growing up with this guy. He once in uh, one of the bum rushes, Nolly flipped Scotia, uh, Nolly flipped CBC seven, basically landed on top of Richmond Bunter. That's one I won't forget. But my favorite of all time, I forget it was either uh, it was at Scotia nine as well. And I forget the trick was either switch flip or switch heel. The Safa did down the set. Oh, switch flip. Thomas Morrison was filming. Safa was so hyped after he landed it. Comes over. Thomas tells him he didn't he didn't film it. And the, just the look of sheer terror in the ghost's <laughs> eyes, like he had to do it again. But Tom was just joking, so it turned out to be all last, man. But that was a big time move by you, Tom. He's a real one. 
<laughs> All right, Aiden Johnston, I hope you're listening because my favorite past story was none other than going to college 10, this indoor huge 10. I swear every stair is like a stair and a quarter high. It's a beast. Huge. And our boy Ben Davis came through with the front shove of Satan's pain. It was ridiculous. Probably the gnarliest trick he's ever, his life hammer for sure. Yeah. It was savage. Um, and then a week or two later, we went up to Common Ground Skate Park and uh, Ben was still riding that high. <laughs> And our boy Gnarly Nate was working and we walk in as a crew and he's like, Nate, did you hear? And he's like, what? Front shove the 10. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, sorry, Ben. I had, had to do it to you, but uh, I'm sure we can all laugh at that now. Not laugh at you. You're laughing with us now, right, buddy? Love you. Side note on that one. Isn't that the same clip that came out in the streets of Toronto and got labeled Cody Brown? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even get credit, man. Oh, Poor guy. Fuck's sakes, eh? Oh, that's a good one, man. Next up, last one for the week. We got an email from Nick Roa taking my fedora to DVS. I'm sure you guys have heard the news that rattled the skate world to its core. DVS has dropped Chico Brenes and Walker Ryan, announcing Greg Lutzka as their newest pro. Does the fedora and riding for Darkstar really pull that much weight? It's pretty crazy that this brand had once Daywan and Dill, and now have to rely on Lutzka and Cody Mack. How many lesbians will it take to save this brand? Wow. First of all, they need to shut down shop over at DVS real quick, man. Get whatever money they can out of there. Yeah. Hang it up. Yo, Chico, you need to be on some, you know, retirement, like, blessed legend package over at Nike, Adidas, or one of the big dogs, because you a straight certified legend. Walker Ryan just got on in the last year or two, so as if they're dusting his ass. It sounds like DVS is nosediving real quick, and they're making a last-ditch effort to have one of them Walmart-type brands with the Lutzkas and Cody Max of the world. Yeah. Greg Lutzka, I love you, though. No shots at no no shots at, at Greg, but like that's just his image. Yeah, uh, he was one of my favorite skaters for a long time. Digital Invasion, yeah, I'm saying first part. I watched that part hundreds of times. But uh, yeah, yeah, my thoughts on that are uh, DVS can have them, dog. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since Skatemore, man. Skate industry's changed, yo. Ain't that the truth? All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up the post office. Thank you guys for listening, man. We missed a couple of y'all, but we'll get them all next week. We promise. All right, y'all. Have no fear. The rundown is back. The skateboard world source for sports. And we've been keeping our eye on the sports world. If y'all ain't, you came to the right place, man. So we missed the Super Bowl. And thank God, because that was a dark couple days. But hey... I got to say congrats to St. Nick. Came in. They call him Nicky Six Games. That's all they needed him for. And the Philadelphia fans, uh, and the Philadelphia fans rode him to a championship. I'm going to give the mic over to say now. You can do your thing, man. Ha-ha! <laughs> Yo, Patriots fans, Donald, it's a wrap. It's a fact. The dynasty's over. Y'all about to blow up. 
internal beef is finna pop shit's gonna hit the fan i know i know y'all nfl fans out there read that article about the uh what's popping inside the patriots organization the finger pointing the bullshit it's a wrap for y'all it's a new dawn it's a new day the eagles are here to stay carson Wentz gonna take his team back and ride him to a couple more but my man sexy jimmy g aka jimmy garoppolo might have something to say about that as that's the future of the nfl that's all you got to say about the eagles in the game man yo no i got plenty more to say yo brady you're too old you're dust no i'm just kidding he fucking played it 500 yards passing and three tds he's old and dust let me tell you what the problem with the game was (laughs) it was matt patricia man and thank god he's the only guy that we're losing we get to keep McDaniels, we keep him Belichick, we keep him Brady, and the guy who couldn't make a stop on a third and seven, a third and three, couldn't make one fucking stop the whole game. Matt Patricia is now the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Congratulations. I'm happy for you guys, because we're moving on. All we needed was one stop, but hey, Nick Foles, you played a perfect fucking game. That's Congrats to you, St. Nick, big dick Nick. I hope you get paid. I hope you leave Philadelphia because they're going to turn on you anyways. It's going back to Carson Wentz team. You should cash in right now, dog. You don't need to ride the bench. You don't need to stay loyal to Philadelphia. Enjoy it. Don't make the move too quick. Make it right before training camp maybe, but sign a big deal because there are dumb teams like the New York Jets, the Cleveland Browns. People will pay you. We've seen this before. What's his name? Uh, Brock Apoko, Brock Osweiler got paid a hefty amount and you did way more than he did. Congrats. You outdid Tom Brady. That game was the Philly special. But Philly, hey, Philly. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this, Doug Peterson. I got respect for Philly. I loved them all year. Had Carson Wentz as my QB, so I kept a close eye on him. But, uh, man, Tom Brady's still the GOAT. If you're worried... Up until the last second, everyone in Philadelphia was worried to the last second. Down eight with 10 seconds left. You guys are still shitting bricks. Shouts to Tom Brady. You played a great game. The defense did not get it done. For some reason, they benched Malcolm Butler. You know, a whole bunch of back and forth about what he did and what he didn't. But hey, if you're in the fourth quarter and you still haven't made a stop on third down, I'd be putting fucking Bill Belichick's son out there. I'd be trying to run the Gronk on a corner. I'd be doing all of that. But it was a good game. One of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't say anything bad uh, about about it, man. They played a perfect game, the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams on offense basically played a perfect game. Maybe the difference was Nick Foles got hands and Tom Brady doesn't. No, the you difference dig. was Fletcher Cox and Cole got to Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. We, well, we still could have made it without Tom Brady making that catch. But, yo, Tom, you got to lay out for that ball with your old ass, man. You're 40 years old. How many times are you going to get to the Super Bowl again? That shit hits your fingertips. You got to bring it down, man. Uh, how many punts were in that game? Like one? Like none. It was insane. It just was back and forth, man. The offense was popping. And it was loose it with was the rocking. kicks at the beginning of the game. Guys were missing kicks. The jitters were there. But Nick Foles, man. He's too real. All game long, it kept seeming like, okay, Nick Foles can't score again. He can't get them in the red zone again. He can't He can't keep up with it. He can't keep up the pace. But, yo, lo and behold, this man, they call him Nick Big Dick for a reason, yo. He's going to be a Philadelphia legend for a long time. Shout out to our boy, Nick Eeks. Philadelphia fan who's been emailing us all last season 
telling us to put respect on the Eagles. Shouts to you, man. Enjoy this shit. I did put respect on no, them. No, we did, obviously, but you know, Philadelphia fans, they take that shit serious. So, <laughs> Nick Eeks, man, you guys did it, bro. Enjoy that shit. Sip some champagne for us over here at the Bunt. Yo, they've got a, another Super Bowl or two up their sleeve in the next. The window's just opening over yeah, there, man. It's crazy. Like they did it without Carson. Like they could have put a hurting on some teams in the in the playoffs with Carson Wentz there. That's real shit. They got it's it's such a weird. I wonder if it was bittersweet. They need for to get Carson rid of a Jai, man. I don't think they need a Jai. That's where they could save some money. Is if they let a Jai go. I know Blunt's getting old, but you got Corey Clement. Sproles is going to come back. I think that you could lose a Jai. And maybe get some help on defense. Not that you needed it or anything, but you guys got stock loaded with weapons over there. So they could be team. good for a while, man. No name receivers turning into stars weekly on that team, man. Who's no name receiver in Philadelphia? What are you talking about? Smith. Tory Smith has been in the league for so long. Playing is, San he, Francisco. is he a star? Yeah, he's, I think he won a Super Bowl with Baltimore. No, he's been around, He's man. dusty. No, okay, he's getting a little old. This guy said no name, Tory okay. Smith. Yo, what? My man okay. Nelson Aguilar labeled a bust. That's a high draft pick, though. Yeah, and labeled. He just a, had bad hands. For I a get it. Seasons. I get it. I'm just saying. Just I, no name might have been a little fun. Okay, okay, not no name, but I'm just saying. Alshon Jeffrey is the only man who is on the fantasy radar. That's all I know is you fantasy. Might have, did, you didn't play Nelson Aguilar in a game or two? Yeah, I picked him up. <laughs> but he he's just one of those boomer busts. And they got the new like if the Gronk doesn't come back. Zach Ertz is going to be a problem for years to come, man. I'm taking Zach Ertz as the number one fantasy tight end. Ew. You know it's Travis Kelsey. <laughs> With who? Patrick Mahomes? We'll see. We'll exactly. See. You're going to see. All right. But all this happened. Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl while they got an MVP caliber quarterback on the bench. The question in Philadelphia now is Big Dick Nick or Carson Wentz? That's not a question. It's Carson Wentz. The question is... Do they hold Nick Foles for a year on the bench or do they trade him and try and get a first round pick, second round pick? I mean, his value is never going to be higher than it is right now. You can't deny that Carson Wentz turned this team around and, got, and made you guys into the contender that you are. So you move big dick Nick, man. Shitty to say because you just won a Super Bowl, but that's the bottom line. But then people, you know, the, the, count, the flip side is that's why I say Carson Wentz knee. Yeah, you ain't gonna be ready. And you know, yeah, you got a fucking Super Bowl MVP backup quarterback that's kind of fucked. Like, as if their team wasn't good enough before Wentz went down. They didn't really know what they had in Foles, what he had up his sleeve. And now their team's just that much more confident. It's crazy. So, outside of the Philadelphia Eagles, there are still more teams in the NFL. And you alluded to it before, your main man, Sexy Jimmy G, 7-0 all-time as an NFL starter, two-time Super Bowl champion, 5-0 with the San Francisco 49ers, just made himself the highest paid man in the NFL. How on earth do you give this guy the contract? But on the flip side, like I said, there's some other teams that would have. So Jimmy G down there in SF, look like they're going to be a big problem for years to come that's my man right there you know what i'm saying hype for you hyped on the contract but that's got to be the least amount of work put on film for that many dollars maybe in any sport that's insane actually no probably not baseball but uh or soccer um 
that nigi five games and now you're fucking set for generations to come that's what's up i had you in fantasy i know you're worth every damn penny motherfucker you poised out there yo look out for the 49ers next year they're gonna make a couple little changes and it's gonna be a wrap yo i'm so excited uh my man marquise goodwin you know pierre garçon is gonna be healthy we got my man george kittle it's a fucking rap b don't, don't forget about, about carlos, carlos hyde oh do not forget about carlos and matt brita but it's looking nice down there in san francisco jimmy g looking like a young tom brady i see that championship window opening the seattle seahawks in the same division they getting old and tired it's closing they're putting too much work on russell wilson's shoulders they got Arizona. They're just losing Carson Palmer. Who's gonna be there? It's gonna be the David Johnson show, but it ain't a one man, ain't a one man band in the NFL. Yo, get my man Kirk Cousins. Ooh, that's a nice spot for him down there in Arizona. So it's gonna be the St. Louis Rams versus Jimmy G and the 49ers going head Ooh. to head down there. It's going two young teams I on the like up and it. up. I like it, man. Hell yeah. Dog, that's another that's another NFL season in the books. I'll you tell you right, yo. a full-time NFL fan this season. I love it. And the NFL, man, I think it's the best professional sport there is, man. Yo, Jimmy G, a little more poised than my man Goff. You shit the bed in the playoffs, but still got love for uh, the up-and-up Rams. Final thought on the NFL season? It was a barn burner of a... Actually, final thought is the playoffs were kind of a letdown because... The final four was three dusty quarterbacks and Tom Brady seemed like an inevitable Patriots thing. So shouts to Nick Foles for uh, ending the year on a bang. But overall, it was a wicked season, but injuries kind of ruined uh, the potentials for much better playoffs. But uh, it, it was still a wonderful uh, season. I love the NFL. Thank you, Donald, for making me a fan. My final thought on the NFL season is that myself and nobody out there knows what a goddamn catch in the NFL is because that catch by Zach Ertz was beyond questionable. I thought Bill Belichick's credit card was good and that we were going to slide back into another Super Bowl ring, but hopefully the, the committee team gets together and we can figure out what a catch really is for the next season now. All right, on to the NBA trade deadline just passed. We haven't been talking about it for a little while, so we got lots to catch up on. And basically, for the start of season six, it looks like the Cleveland Cavaliers have a brand new lineup. They are rolling out there. Just took care of the Celtics on Paul Pierce Day in Boston. Jordan Clarkson, man, he's sitting out there banging threes, getting open looks. All we got is one game, but I like what I see. Yeah, fuck. That game pissed me off. I didn't watch it, but uh, the final score had me a little shook for the East. I was hoping it was Toronto's year, or if not Toronto, the Celtics. Those mans are looking, they're looking hyped. All I saw was clips of the bench going crazy. Mm -hmm. They got rid of um, Crowder, they, Shumpert, Fry, Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade. That's a sad one. He could have stayed. There's one more player. I think they got rid of six. Anyways, they got rid of six. Oh, D. Rose. D. Rose got back four. It makes perfect sense for them. They got younger. They had one of the worst defenses. They got some guys who can actually move their legs and aren't fucking 50 years old. Larry Ma Larry Nance with the motor, man. Yeah. Um, they brought in some youth. I thought it was going to take them a while to gel a couple of weeks, but it looks like they're on the same page from the get-go. 
which is kind of scary but the, the best thing my, my main takeaway and the, the one thing that makes me happy about all those trades Dwayne Wade got to go home back where he belongs he never looked right in a fucking Cavs jersey and he he never played that well or fit in LeBron needs to be surrounded by shooters he's got some young guns around him now um, but hopefully the Raps can still pop it off and the other amazing thing is the Lakers cleared cap space for two max players let's see what you got up your sleeve magic johnson you and rob plank are doing an amazing job so far yeah man they chanting for paul george hell yeah the all-star game is next weekend along with the dunk contest and all the other sort of skills competitions that we love to watch but man there might have been some snubs and there might be some guys on the all-star team that might not deserve it man goran Dragic, cough cough yeah, I mean, Josh Richardson might be better than Goran Dragic this year. Hey, man, if you look deeper into the numbers, he is. But sometimes it's just the fucking league's got to put the person with the biggest name out there uh, and justify it. Like, no one wants to see Josh Richardson in an all-star game. They don't That's even true. know who he is. Uh, and it's the same thing with who's the latest injury replacement. Did they announce the yeah, I think it's Chris Kemba. Stapps? I think it's oh, Kemba. yeah, Kemba. Yeah, I think Chris Middleton deserved it over him, mm-hmm. but no one knows who the fuck Chris Middleton is. And sometimes Adam Silver's got to try and just keep the excitement, you know, but it is what it is. I think uh, it's funny when when dudes think they get snubbed the first time and then three replacements get called and they get snubbed every time. <laughs> like, yo, Jalen Brown, you're delusional. That man, man was out of his mind. Tweet, when Drummond got, was the first replacement and he's tweeting like, like question faces. Mans are tripping out here. But uh, Team LeBron took four hits, I think, already. Dude, this last couple weeks in the NBA has reminded me of the NFL. Boogie Cousins, John Wall, Chris Stapps, Kevin Love. Mans are dropping like flies. And uh, I thought that the NBA did sort some sort of schedule rearranging to try and prevent this, man. They started the season earlier. They stretched it to make it longer with less, backs, with less back-to-backs. And uh, I'm not sure on the numbers but there's definitely been a shit ton of injuries maybe even more than last year i mean we lost Dragic and jeremy lynn day one and two of the season for the year let's not forget that patrick beverly uh the list goes on there's a bunch of studs out for the season hayward so uh, i don't know how much that helped stretching the season out Hmm. as far as over here in t-dot we got our all-star and demar Derozan. And now it looks like we got a bench that is unstoppable. A couple days ago, we were saying, you know, we might make it out of the East with the Cavs looking so shit, and we've been able to do well against Boston. But how far can the Raps really go? There's still a chance they can go all the way. You know, let's not overreact to one game by the Cavs. Mm -hmm. Small sample size. The Raps definitely... Depends how how the standings break down, but if we can avoid Boston and Cleveland, and they they face down before the conference finals, I think we're the favorite to get there. It's gonna it's uh, fuck the playoffs are gonna be dope in the East. There's no terrible teams. There's some bad records, but the teams all got better. Like Detroit, if they can sneak in, they got better with Blake Griffin. Philly's up and down. I think. Detroit can surpass them, which would kind of be a bummer because I'd love to see Embiid and those guys in the playoffs. The Heat gonna do their thing. They're always fun. They play hard. Giannis and them got better. Jabari's back in Milwaukee, so you know they're a little stronger. 
the East is going to be entertaining this year, man. Let's just hope that for once, Damar and Kyle cannot get petrified and uh, take turns showing up and disappearing in the playoffs. Yeah, we need an all-systems goal attack, and that's when uh, the wraps look best. Man, we could go on all day about sports. We've been off for a little under two months, so a lot has happened in the sports world. The NHL season is in full swing. The Leafs have won seven of their last eight. Kadri and Marner are making magic together. But uh, we'll get to that on the next episode and much more. The NHL is going to pop off this season on the bunt. And, uh, man, that's the end of episode one. Damn, you going to tease the people with 30 seconds of NHL talk? <laughs> I guess too many people have been hitting you up, emailing us and all types of shit. They want NHL talk. Well, you can rest assured you'll get at least 30 seconds a week from Don Cron himself. Well, I have to talk to myself about hockey here. What am I going to do? But uh, thanks to the people for listening. It was a great episode. Big thanks to Vans, obviously. Brixton, Steam Whistle, Grand Trading, Time Bomb Trading. Thanks to my man right here, the ghost, dog. We on to the next one. Hell yeah. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>